Welcome to A Higher Score, a totally righteous, family-friendly gaming podcast. This is episode 008. I'm your host, Mad King Bob. I'm your favorite host, T-Rex. And I'm your 100% sardonic host, Prophet of Rage. (laughs) Uh, We are a few Christian gamers on a mission to have fun, build an awesome community to have that fun with, and change the world through gaming. And it's happening already. Won't you join us? Bonus material on our host this episode, T-Rex is a knower of all things and was recently described by accident in a uh, group play in our community as a goddess of knowledge. Ooh, do you get like a scepter and a tiara? (laughs) Oh, if only. (laughs) While Jack Birdie rejected his application more than three times. That game is rigged. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus never will. So, chin up, T-Rex. Prophet knows that God loved us before he did, so he tolerates us as best he can, according to the Book of Pessimism, chapter 3, verse 2, which says, if you can't love someone, roll your eyes and tell them to get out. So, get out. (laughs) (laughs) That Bible verse doesn't exist, but let's talk about one that does. This show and our community are planted on 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, and that says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. So we've gathered all of your future friends in one place so you don't have to. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Quick reminder the opinions expressed during the show and in our community are ours alone, thus making them twice as dangerous. We do have an awesome show prepared for you this, uh, this episode with three big segments lined up. The first one is our news and reviews, and T-Rex, as always, is going to kick us off with the biggest news in the world of gaming today, with no bias from any sponsors. So take that, sponsors. (laughs) Are you okay? You sound like you got sick. Uh, No, I I was hacking something up. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. We'll also give you an update on big developments in the HSG community, and we'll wrap that segment up by discussing this month's PlayStation Plus games and Xbox games with gold. Our feature segment this episode is our Looter Shooter Face-Off 2019. Uh, We're going to get into Borderlands 3 and Shadowkeep, the uh, expansion for Destiny, where we're going to give you everything we know about Gearbox's beloved Borderlands 3 release coming up in just a couple weeks and Bungie's upcoming major expansion to Destiny 2, Shadowkeep. And we'll let you decide for yourselves if it's actually a major expansion after we talk about it. Uh, Spoiler. (laughs) Just Uh, a little bit. Yeah, if you could only jump into one of these games, which one would it be? We're going to tell you where we're headed with that decision, and hopefully we're going to help you make up your mind, too. The third segment of our show, as always, is the mailbag, and we're going to answer your questions. We're going to serve you. We're going to discuss what's most important to you and give you a chance to really be a part of the show. All of this and more is coming up, starting right now. Buckle up, boys and girls. So, T-Rex, we're going to fly right on into our gaming news here. What do we have going on? We've got quite a few things. Uh, Mm. The first bit is a a revelation of sorts. It might have been that uh, Xbox has been spying on us. Reports Mm. indicate that Microsoft Captured and Quality Assurance contractors listened to audio captured by the Kinect and Cortana over a period between 2013 and 2016. Now, before you get all tinfoil hat, on us, it wasn't effort to improve the responsiveness of voice commands. 
And according to the reports, the recording only occurred after the software detected the entry of a voice command. And even after that, it only recorded a few seconds. And even after and that, other- it only captured the total of five people who actually use Connect and Cortana combined. Right. <laughs> so, in other words, the recording was triggered when Xbox heard you tell Solus to cast healing and probably only captured a few of the profanities you uttered in the ensuing seconds when Solus refused to do his one job. <laughs> The program has since been discontinued, and Microsoft has created a dedicated website to allow users to personally delete any of their own audio that might have been captured. But if you log into that website, they'll track you that way. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, they'll get you with the cookies. Oh, man. Do you guys really think this is fair that Microsoft may or may not have violated their own terms of of service by recording us and then puts the onus on us to delete what they captured? Well, they know that people are generally lazy and won't even bother to go do it, so they'll still have those recordings. I myself, That's true. I don't have a Connect, but I do have a Google Home speaker in my uh, house, so basically that's a wiretap, you know, they're always listening. Yeah, hey, wiretap, play Despacito. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, you know, it's what we're willing to trade off for in terms of convenience, and, you know, I'm stupid, I admit but it's really cool when I can tell my Google Home to, like, you know, tell me a story. Set the or, oven timer. Yeah, set the oven timer. Or play the latest podcast of Higher Score Gaming, huh? Yeah. Whoa, that's just meta. Yeah, so there are things I'm willing to trade off for that. Convenience. So I'm yeah. not surprised. I'm not surprised at all that Microsoft has been listening to us if, we, if you have a connector, been using Cortana. So the simple way to avoid that is what most of us have, which is not a connect (laughs) and never have a connect. Yeah. Do you get a little bit giddy profit when you tell Google to play your own podcast? It is pretty cool. Like I've done it and it does play the latest episode. Oh, zero zero seven or zero zero six, what have you. So when this one, when this one's out, it'll play. Yeah, it'll play this. So, so we're still in like brand new podcast mode. We've only been doing this for seven episodes prior to this number eight. So we're still very much in a surreal place that this is doing as well as it's doing. We're pretty excited. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, T-Rex, we have more news. We do have more news. I know that some people fear the next three words that are about to come out of my mouth. New game movie. Oh. Turns out there's a Metro 2033 movie in the works. No director or cast are connected to the project just yet, but the author of the books upon which the games are based, Dmitry Glukovsky, has told reporters he has the faith in the film studio and the crew already attached to do justice to his work. I've heard so, that before. Mm-hmm. He probably also we, got a nice have, big paycheck, so totally understand I, I think he has faith in the film studio that their royalty checks weren't won't bounce. Can you guys name one good movie that was based on a video game? I liked the Warcraft movie. Yeah, it didn't Is make it? much money, but I I thought it was pretty good. Uh, we have a uh, podcast mailbag question that comes up a little bit later in the show. I would love you to actually use that as the answer okay. for that. <laughs> but um, game movie that I liked, I can't. It's really hard. Um, I'm gonna say Resident Evil. Yeah. I dig Resident Evil. I think some of them were good. Not all of them. The first one was probably the best. Yeah. And it's just been a steady decline. 
as they get more and more ridiculous. Oh, you mean like Fast and Furious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Resident <laughs> right. Evil Tokyo Drift up next. <laughs> so, um, Metro twenty thirty three movie in the works. Um, I, this is to me. I, I can't think of anything to even pontificate on. I feel like it's just wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that it follows the story and doesn't try to create anything new, or else we're just going to end up with Doom, Moscow style. Oh, you mean or anything released by DC ever? Huh. <laughs> Wasn't going to go there, but yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's write a new canon, because our last one was really inconvenient. Mm, yes. What else is going on? Well, recently, Australian police arrested six people in connection with a match-fixing scheme at a Counter-Strike tournament. Similar to game-fixing scandals in college and professional sports in the U.S., most notably the 1915 World Series, which later became known as the Black Sox scandal, uh, hmm. players would agree to throw matches, then place on bets on their opponents to win. Not sure how Australian law works on this subject, but in the mm-hmm. U.S., this has been found to constitute organized crime activity and can carry some hefty jail time. Now, this oh. is the biggest sign that esports has hit the mainstream. When you've got sharks who threaten to bust your kneecaps if you don't throw the latest game of Fortnite so they can change like the <laughs> yeah, betting lines, you know? That's just yeah. that's just like pure hundred percent America. <laughs> Though it happened down under. That's true. It, which yeah. is the funniest part. It's, it, no, it, trust me, it happens here too. They just haven't they just haven't oh, caught yeah. them yet. Yeah. Not in one of the major tournaments, yeah. not. So it's very <laughs> yeah. very surreal, Some, right? Like, first of all, how how can you tell someone's throwing a match? These guys, these players are so good that they can time their death. They can make it look natural as part of the game. How do you even, how do you even like monitor that? You know, I, I think would it's bet prob- somebody right. snitched. That would have to yeah. be. I, yeah. I saw that guy talking to that guy and get handed a, a brown envelope. Well, yeah. if you're, if you're dumb enough to leave a trail, like with text messages or whatever, or things like yeah. that, talking to some, you know mafioso type person or something like that then yeah it's easy to get caught but i guess it's just it's just so weird to me to read something like that you know and the yeah, fact yeah. that they, they actually did arrest six people for it that's crazy six people yeah but see here at hsg we don't do any of that we focus on what's good pure holy and of good report <laughs> yeah. and that kind of stuff so you're not going to find us arrested we're, in we're not match we're not good scheme. enough to fix matches man <laughs> that's also true <laughs> we're never going to get invited to the big show yeah. so that's fine <laughs> So, um, yeah, let's move on. Speaking of people who are not good enough to be invited to the big show, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you like that transition. Yeah, very good. Very Fortnite good. finally nerfed the brute mech suits after taking account input from literally everyone who has ever played the game. Oh, I really <laughs> wanted to use one of those. Not. Yeah. Or play um, against someone who has one and get killed instantly. That was the only thing that helped me survive one of my terrible maiden voyage matches of Fortnite. It's it's really hard to get into Fortnite right now with the player skill gap that's really there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I landed in a mech suit during a rumble. It was like one of the 50 versus 50 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still died. Yeah. Uh, really, really fast. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess if somebody's got really good chops, they could probably just stomp everyone, but... Yeah, if some someone good lands in one of those suits, the match is over five seconds in because they're yeah. just, they just wreck everybody. So yeah. the brute suits have been uh, have been nerfed, mm-hmm. much to the chagrin of good players and much to the joy of bad players everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
our final news item also comes from overseas, and that is Gamescom. It's the world's most attended video game conference, even bigger than E3. Hmm. It recently concluded in Cologne, Germany. There were lots of new previews and, and info about hotly anticipated games and other items of interest for gamers, like a Metro 2033 movie. Um, mm. Hideo Kojima was there, gave a speech about his new uh, game Death Stranding, including a brief explanation of the plot. Which did not clear up any confusion whatsoever. In true <laughs> Kojima fashion, the plot is <laughs> still hard to follow. And that's, that's it for gaming news, so I'll kick it back over to you, MKB, for the community news. I know a lot of times when we do this segment, we talk about uh, we had a community play day, we had a community play day, da 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 um, if you're listening to this show and you've listened to it before, you already know we do community play events basically every week, multiple times a week. We always love them, so that's the story. If something outrageous happens, you will definitely hear about it. Uh, but this week we have a lot of really um, fundamental stuff to share. So first one is that our Discord server is back open for business. Um, we were actually growing too fast. So we needed a moment to stop, take our breath, and make sure we were doing all of this right and ready to support the uh, thousands of members that we're soon to have. So the answer is, now we are ready. Um, Are you ready? So if you are, you can join our Discord server again at www.higherscoregaming.com. Right on the front page, there's a link that says, click here to join our Discord server. You're welcome to come on in. So we can't wait to meet you. Um, the next one is a big announcement. Yeah, we've I'm been really, talking about really excited about this one. Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about this. This has been on our heart actually since back in February, right before we started the show. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how we were going to do something really special like this. So we are going to be hosting a Bible study once a week on Twitch at eight thirty Eastern Standard Time, five thirty Pacific your hosts for the Bible study that have actually signed up. And these are members of our community who stepped up and said, we would love to do this special. Thank you to Hashiru heavenly Vox, and Novak, the Matt for uh, being part of the roster. I'm going to be on that roster as well. Um, but those are right now. Those are going to be our four teachers. So every um, once a week, we're going to rotate. You're going to get a different host, a different take a little bit of a different approach. It should be a lot of fun. You can find our Twitch channel by searching Higher Score Gaming. And while you're there, please be sure to follow. That way you can get an update when we go live and actually start the study. We also have some other really good shows as well. Um, Coming back to our Twitch hopefully soon is the Missing Piece show by Kenny Hill. She is a Nintendo streamer. She's fantastic. It's more of a um, potpourri lifestyle and faith show. Uh, But that does happen once a week as well. We're still doing um, the Where Does My Video Game Music Come From stream also, where we get into actually making soundtracks for games that are published. Then we have a couple other things as well. We have like community plays that we stream. and So our Twitch is uh, picking up speed, I guess you could say. Starting to come alive. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just a reminder, while we're talking about following the Twitch channel, if you're listening to the show... And if you've been listening to the show and you're subscribed, a quick rating or review goes a really long way in extending our reach and accomplishing our mission to reach more gamers with the message of Christ. 
And while some podcast platforms don't have a review or like a rating system, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, you can definitely help us out. So thanks to all of you who have already done this. Um, all you have to do is uh, when you're searching out the show, just scroll down a little bit. You get a chance to rate us anywhere from one to five stars and hint, give hint. us what you think we deserve. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> five stars. You want to give us five stars. <laughs> give us what you think we deserve, what we've earned. Uh, and hopefully, if you've been listening to us over and over, that would be uh, top marks. But we, we're, we're you know looking for honest feedback, and we'd love to get your viewpoints, you know, just a couple sentences on what you think the show could bring to somebody else who's never heard it before. Because uh, people are going to take your word for it a lot more than they're going to take ours. A couple other pieces of community news. The HSG Warframe clan is up and running. You can now play guitars in Warframe. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can if you're on PC. What? So it's 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 coming to console. Don't worry. It's just a little bit delayed. They're mm. just using the PC players as as a beta test to bring it to the big time. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, that's like yeah. that's now, like Warframe the most is, random thing though for like an update. Yeah, it is. It is. Now Warframe has been around since 2013, but we found uh, through casual conversation in our community, we had a lot of people that were Warframe veterans. That were in clans that died or uh, clans they weren't really enjoying or just stopped playing because... Because other games? Yeah, because other games. Um, But we found that the more we talked about Warframe, the more we got excited. So we decided to do something about it. We started a clan. um, It's called Higher Score Gaming over on the Xbox. Feel free to check us out and engage if you want to. So that is going really well. We got our dojo getting built. That's pretty exciting. A uh, lot of really cool stuff going in there. I think we have every single laboratory that's needed. And uh, we're getting ready to start working, I think, on the obstacle course, which is going to be fun. Very cool. Yeah. Also, keep your eyes open for a new look that is coming to Higher Score Gaming. I wanted to give a special thank you to Nick from Ember Empire, which is a graphic design firm out on the West Coast. They are taking really good care of us and assisting us with the developing of a logo and a brand for Higher Score Gaming. Um, we've been going off some of our uh, couple guys doing their best type graphics approach since we started, uh, and things have gotten really, uh, really amazing here. So we decided to invest a little bit more. Um, we're looking forward to bringing uh, something really, really classy to you guys. Um, you can find out more about Nick's work over at Ember Empire by going to emberempire.com. Let's go ahead and dive into our free games discussion we're going to talk about xbox and the uh, playstation plus titles and see who wins this month ought to be an interesting interesting outcome here so games with gold profit you want to take us through these sure the games of gold for the month of september starts off with hitman the complete first season from september 1st through september 30th uh, this is the classic um, assassin game where you play agent 47 take out contracts find a way to assassinate your target with any by any means necessary. So I'm not sure who's included in season one, but I do know that Sean Bean was available to assassinate in one of the seasons. So maybe it's this one, because he dies in everything. So Pretty much. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sean Bean, uh, well, he played Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. <clears throat> Boromir, probably his most famous role in The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. So He was the villain in National Treasure. Yes, but you know, he didn't die in that movie, though. But he was the bad guy, which keeps with this theme. Yeah. And he was also Alec Trevelyan in GoldenEye. Yes. Yes. Agent 006. 
So, a long and storied career of playing villains and guys who die. Yeah. <laughs> Even and the villains die too, usually. So, basically just guys who die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. The next game we have... No spoilers there. No spoilers at all. So... <laughs> Well, if you win, then yeah, he's 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 Sean Bean's gonna die again. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, next game is We Were Here, available from September fifteenth through October fifteenth. Now I don't know much about this game. Do you guys know anything about this game? Um, I don't. I know when I see the screenshots, I'm confused. Yeah. Um, and I apologize for not doing a little bit more research on this one in advance, but uh, quite frankly, it didn't really strike my fancy that much. Um, didn't mm. seem like something I'd be into. Um, but for the price of zero dollars, it worth, might be worth a download and try it out. Yeah, you can always yeah. delete it. Um, the third game is Earth Defense Force 2025, available from September 1st through the 15th. It, it's kind of a futuristic take on the old Castle Defender genre, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I could mm-hmm. be, yeah. but... I feel like for the last three out of four episodes, there has been a free Earth Defense Force game. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there's I have. been two two other free ones on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, T Rex is right. It's a it's a sort of a uh, tower defense type kind of. Uh, there's no towers, but like castle defense uh, type meta to the game. It's uh, I think the last comments that we leveraged, and this doesn't change for the uh, 2025 edition of EDF, is that it is uh, very very funny. <laughs> it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has no problems with the fourth wall whatsoever. Uh, it pokes fun at its own genre, and I think if you don't take it too seriously, you'll get carried on a pretty fun ride. Yeah, um, awesome. Lots of enemies. Lots of enemies. Yep. So give a give right. a thought to downloading that one. Check it out. And the final game mm-hmm. is Tekken Tag Tournament Two, which is available September sixteenth through the thirtieth. And this is a fighting game, I'm assuming, because it says Tekken. Yeah. So, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 is, um, we just agree, is a word with a lot of T, uh, a title with a lot of T's in the name, right? Yep. That's, everybody knows it. It's the game with four T's. That's all we know about this game. I'm just kidding. Um, so, Tekken Tag Tournament is a tag in, tag out like you pick uh, teams of two for your uh, 3D fighting game. So you've got all your classic stuff like um, Hayachi, uh, Huarong, um, Kuma. Uh, Kuma, yeah. Um, uh, was it uh, Brian Fury, if I'm not mistaken? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so long so, since I've played a Tekken game. But it's free. And it's compatible on both platforms. And if you don't have a Tekken game, spoiler, this free one is way better than the one that you could pay $59 for right now. Yes. So enjoy that. PlayStation Plus titles usually profit. You kick it over to me, but this first one is a universal title that I'm sure you'd be able to speak to. Yes, that would be Batman Arkham Knight, which is an awesome game. You play as oh, yeah. the Dark Knight... Um, I'm not going to spoil it because, you know, this is a spoiler-heavy game, but trust me when I say you get mm-hmm. to play as Batman with all of his gadgets and uh, fighting moves and everything at his disposal. So, yeah. it's definitely worth a download. Absolutely. And it usually runs right now for about 20 bucks. Yeah. 
um, if you're going like full retail. Mm-hmm. It is available as a PlayStation Greatest Hits title. Um, so if you want to pick it up on PlayStation and you've missed this episode, yep. uh, past that time, you can still do it. Yep. So Darksiders 3, gosh, T-Rex, I feel like you'd probably know something about this title a little bit better than I would. I have not played the third one. But mm-hmm. in the first two Darksiders, you play as uh, Horsemen of the Apocalypse mm-hmm. after the Apocalypse. and right, it's like unemployed horsemen, sure. Basically, basically, <laughs> uh, the, the first the first Darksiders you play through as Death, the second Darksiders you play through as War, and mm-hmm. it there's a lot of, uh, it's a very frenetic combat, a lot of platforming, um, Interesting story, but not the kind that keeps you wrapped up in it mm-hmm. like some other narratives and some other games we've played. Not a bad freebie game mm-hmm. if you can overlook sometimes unforgiving difficulty. Now, I heard there was a new Darksiders spinoff coming up soon. Um, I That's news to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's what we do we'll here. We to... break news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or we make stuff up. Yeah. Either one. Isn't that breaking news, technically? Yeah, totally. I um, totally heard there's a new Darksiders Grand Theft Auto crossover coming out. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's called Darksiders Genesis. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. And it's a Diablo-esque type thing. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. Um, so I was... Not completely wrong. There is a new Darksiders spinoff title coming, and it's a... Uh, uh, it's sort of a 2.5D overhead looking down uh, looter game. So it's it's very much in the Diablo space. So exciting mm. to see what they're going to bring to it. The graphics look really good. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But maybe uh, you know, a lot of times we see these plus games or the uh, games with gold in here because there's something strategic going on. A lot of times they'll telegraph something coming out. Uh, so maybe Darksiders 3 is in there for free just to remind us that the Darksiders franchise does in fact exist. Right. But um, it's worth a look. Yeah. So, so comparing Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus, uh, Profit, what's your verdict? Who wins this month? It pains me to say this, but PlayStation. Because of Batman, right? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if that was a terrible yeah. game, then I would be honest and say no. But that, I mean, Arkham Knight's awesome. All of those Arkham games, I love them all. Even the one Arkham Origins which not many people liked, I still loved it. So Arkham Knight was not my favorite, only because of the Batmobile mechanics. Right, right. And and, and the fact that they shoved it in your face so much. And they, yeah, you had you had to do that a lot, but leave that aside. Just the story and the villains you have to deal with and the plot and what happens. I thought it was a great game. Mm-hmm. So The villains were so good yeah. and, in Arkham Knight. Yeah. And it's Batman in Assassin's Creed-style gameplay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and once you can't go wrong. Once you get into that cadence of the fighting and the countering and everything, and it becomes like a dance, you know. And I think my yeah. record was about 120 consecutive hits, nice. de- dealing with crowds of enemies. And once you get into that, there's nothing like it. Like, you know, yeah. So I I love it. So I would definitely get it if I had a PlayStation. Yeah. Us PS4 folks really dig um, the way they interpreted that with the Spider-Man game as well. Yeah. Because it's very, very similar. A lot mm-hmm. of like the alerts that you got to counter, you got to dodge. And, yeah, I still um, want that every... game for my Xbox, but I know Sony owns the rights, so we may not see it. Yeah, um, just like something else that Sony owns the rights to. <laughs> <laughs> Actual Spider-Man movie. 
<laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I'm so sad right now. Uh, the fact that I even just, I shouldn't have even said the word Spider-Man. I, Too I was going to send myself into a rage. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, we will miss you, Tom Holland. You were truly the best. Um, you know, I haven't seen either one of those movies. Which one? Uh, Far From Home or Homecoming. <gasps> I know. It's weird, right? I'm the second one. We'll both gasp. Yeah. You ready, T-Rex? One, two, three. <gasps> yeah. It's, and it's weird because those are definitely the types of movies I would see. I just haven't gotten around to yeah, it. Yeah, both very good. Both very good. Um, I can't wait for uh, Far From Home to come out. That's going in the collection for sure. So we have announced PlayStation as the winner this month for the Battle of the Console freebies. Having said that, you guys want to move on to our main segment? Let's do it. I think we should. All right, so at the beginning of the show, we teased out a little bit of a looter shooter face-off, and uh, we got two big things that are happening in the market right now. I believe on September 13th, the world gets to experience Borderlands 3. Um, This has been much anticipated. We've been talking about wanting this game for years. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a hype train that's all the way down the street and around the corner for Borderlands 3. Shadowkeep is a Destiny uh, expansion, much in the vein of their previous Destiny 1 expansion, Rise of Iron. It kind of exists as the last major expansion, we believe, in the Destiny 2 IP. And it takes us back to the moon, uh, which is... Where that wizard came from! That wizard came from the moon. I and was it's, gonna say that. It's kind of a perfect circle, right? It's um, yep. It's gonna kind of fulfill the prophecy of destiny, I guess you could say, is that it's gonna finish what it started on the moon again. Um, don't want to dive into it too, too much, but those are the two titles, and the challenge we've got is Shadowkeep, if I'm not mistaken, releases, what, October 1st, right? Yes, that yeah. is correct. So we've got a September 13th, hugely anticipated looter shooter that everyone I've talked to have been really excited about and can't wait to play. Everybody that plays Destiny likes Borderlands mm-hmm. as sort of a casual rule. The problem is Shadowkeep is going to be happening and everything that's ever snuck up behind Destiny, stabbed it in the back and watched Destiny die for a week mm-hmm. has stepped two steps forward Destiny rises up like a zombie and then stabs that game in the back. Yep. So we've got this thing where Destiny always kills whatever the Destiny killer is. Yeah. Is that going to happen with Borderlands? So we've decided to put some thoughts together, kind of see where we're at on comparing and contrasting the two games. And here's the thing. You either don't want to spend money on both games or you don't have the time for both games. That is an issue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) yeah so how are you going to choose are you going to choose are you going to play a little bit of each take your time um the options are endless so by the time we get done with this segment i think we're all going to have at least arrived at what we think we're going to do individually um but let's talk through some of the points sure um who wants to crank this off um well i'll start with uh shadow keep since okay it is not a full game it's an expansion as opposed to borderlands Mm -hmm. 3 um, there are some important things to know about Shadowkeep. Like you said, it is an expansion in the vein of the Taken King or the Iron Lords from Destiny 1. Um, and of course, just like pretty much any major release, there are multiple ways 
to buy this expansion. The, uh, the base expansion costs $35 on all platforms. That includes just the expansion and nothing extra, no, no annual pass. That's just the expansion. If you want to spend $60, you get the Shadowkeep expansion plus four season pass credits, which each of them run for $10 a la carte by themselves. So you end up saving. Which is a new model for them, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So instead of paying ten dollars for each exp- for each annual pass, you can get all of them plus the Shadowkeep expansion for a total of sixty bucks. So that expansion for sixty dollars also gets you an Iris Morn themed emote, a ghost shell, and an <laughs> emblem. Yay! Yay! I guess you know. Now, <laughs> now if you're hardcore Destiny two uh, fanboy or fangirl, you can spend hundred fifty dollars on the collector's edition. And that gets you everything from the Digital Deluxe Edition, plus another exclusive emblem, a 7.8-inch Hive Cryptoglyph replica figure, a 40-page Luna Mission Handbook, a 160-page journal with additional story content connected to Eris Morn, and also the digital soundtrack for Shadowkeep. So, two questions I have already, right? Mm -hmm. One is, I finally get the answer to the question I would never ask, which is, profit... If I wanted to get Shadow Keep, can I waste a hundred and fifty dollars on it? Matt King Bomb, absolutely, you can. You yes. <laughs> okay. And so that's the first question, and the second question I have is: Is the emote for Eris Morn? Is it fingertips on the surface of your mind? <laughs> 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 we will find out on October first. Yeah, I have a question out. about that. Yes. Hmm. Did Bungie not learn their lesson with Destiny One, trying to send people? elsewhere outside the game for story content yeah i know right well yeah i mean there are there are well, definitely I'm, people for like collectors you know who like to have everything they will definitely get this i'm not one of them but i'm sure they're out no. there you know yeah, yeah now if i worked in pr for bungie i would say this is more of a fan service yeah and if i was neutral about it which i am i would say this is more of a fan service yeah. too i i feel like it's just a thing you can get yeah if you're so inclined um you know. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. we wouldn't we wouldn't have any problem if it was like the art of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't do that to Bungie either. But that's your opinion. Yeah, exactly. So you're entitled to it, right? Mm-hmm. So here's here's something funny. I'm gonna do this again. Profit, if I wanted to spend between Destiny and Borderlands four hundred dollars, could I waste my money? You absolutely have that option, Matt King. <laughs> yes. Okay. The reason I say that is because we're doing a little bit of a compare and contrast here, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, while it's a full game, the most swank, glittery, over-the-top edition of Borderlands 3 is their diamond loot chest. Kid you not. By oh, the way, that sold out. It's gone. Yeah. And if you wanted to have bought it, you would have spent $250 on mm-hmm. the Borderlands game. Yep. We can go back to Shadowkeep. I just thought that since we were talking about exorbitant amounts of money for something that you're just going to actually play. Right. Yeah. So, um, a little, a couple of bonuses that come with pre-ordering any version of Shadowkeep from the base all the mm-hmm. way to the ridiculously and superfluous expensive edition. You get the mm-hmm. two-tailed fox exotic rocket launcher, including a hive-themed exotic ornament for it. Uh, that's for those of okay. you who don't even have that yet, which is, I don't know. Five of us. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> People who start with Shadowkeep, it'll be right. them. Yeah. That's 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 true. good for them. If that's there's true. If they're picking the game up at Shadowkeep. 
So if you're a new Destiny player and you pick up Shadowkeep, you will also get all of Destiny to Year One content, including all the expansions, free. So that includes Warmind, Curse of Osiris, um, all of that will be um, included. I've spent a semester at a community college on Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I did the math. It's crazy, man. If I if I calculated how much I put into this game, including like you know buying silver and buying unnecessary things, I'm I'm approaching a thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's intense. Yeah. So, so, um, but having said that, there's a cost to being an early adopter, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what it is. Let's get into the details of Shadowkeep. Um, they're mm-hmm. calling this an expansion. What's in this expansion? Well. Let me break it down. We're getting two new Crucible maps. The flip side is both of those maps are from Destiny 1. And I'm not talking about year one of (laughs) Destiny 2. I'm talking about actual Destiny 1. Okay. Okay. Vendors are not getting any new armor or weapons. The flip side of that is the the armor that you do get will be armor 2.0, which brings back intellect, discipline, and strength as the um, characteristics for the armor. So if you remember Destiny 1, uh, discipline... Um, controlled your grenade recharge time, intellect controlled your super recharge time, and strength controlled your um, melee your recharge, recharge time. No, it was, it was melee. Okay. Yeah, so I remember my Warlock build for Destiny 1 had max intellect and max discipline, so I had basically unlimited grenades for my Warlock, and it was awesome. So I'm glad they're bringing those stats back. Mm-hmm. But this is just... Okay, let me continue, and you'll see the, a theme coming here. Okay? Yeah. So... Okay. The moon is the destination in Shadowkeep, which is a Destiny 1 destination with a few new areas. Raid armor for Shadowkeep is going to be reskinned Eververse armor from the Curse of Osiris expansion. So it's not unique. It's just armor that we've had previously, only it looks different in terms of color and, you know, things like that. From Eververse, we will be getting year two, the best of year two engrams, but Bright Dust is no longer a currency. So how we're going to be getting engrams and being able to purchase things from eververse is yet to be explained the nightmare bosses of the enemies on the moon are bosses from destiny one and reskinned bosses from year one of destiny two prophecy weapons are coming back but with a different reskin similar to the curse of osiris weapons shadow keep has less new content than forsaken for example forsaken gave us nine new supers one new enemy faction which is the scorn those Pesky Scorn enemies. Mm-hmm. Four new strikes. They gave us Gambit and Gambit Prime with four maps. Four new PvP maps and two new destinations, the Tangle Shore and Dreaming City. And a complete yeah. vendor refresh of all weapons and armor. Shadowkeep is not getting any of that. It's just getting the moon and a couple new maps, <laughs> which we've already had. Another important thing to remember, um, seasonal events in Shadowkeep are going to last six weeks. And if you miss those seasons, they're done. You can't play them ever again. Whatever activities Wait, come in. Wait, so the, the stuff that you would pay the $10 for if you didn't get the pass, mm-hmm. you can't go back and redo? No, no, they're gone. The armor, the, uh, armor and gear uh, weapons might come back at a later date, but they have not explained how. So okay. if you... Probably Zur. Yeah, so if you don't... <laughs> Maybe. Well, Zur's still selling year one stuff, you know, so... yeah. Although, um, I did happen to get the Icosahedral engram from him, and I did get a Lord of Wolves, so I was very happy about that. Nice. um, The seasons are now going to last six weeks, which I don't think is fair, because Black Armory, as we all know, is a very fun uh, activity that's now a year old. For the first seven or eight months, I didn't even do it, because it seemed like a pain in the butt. 
But then once I got to max power at 750, it's much easier. So now I do it all the time because I want Jotun. Okay, I really want Jotun. <laughs> so I'm doing the armory stuff every week so I can get that one exotic. If yeah. this new, with new So we're talking ten dollars mm-hmm. for a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a rumor. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I don't know why I'm saying rumor. This has already been announced. Yeah, they've announced this. But there's also gonna be a battle pass. Mm-hmm. And that battle pass is not actually new. If you remember Destiny One, for those of you who have played, that's just the book that we had that if you complete all these different um, objectives, you got an engram, which decoded into some armor, weapons, or whatever mm-hmm. at different levels. The more the higher level you went, you got more and more engrams, you know? So right. that's this. I guess my point was, if I wanted to be a hardcore Destiny player these days, how much is it going to cost me a month? I mean... <laughs> we don't need an exact answer, but the answer is a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, the funny thing is, I know myself, I'm getting this expansion. I know T-Rex has already prepaid for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Matt K, I'm pretty sure you're going to get it. Because yeah. Yeah. Destiny, I, it's like, you know, it's like those chocolate chip cookies that you can't get enough of. Yeah. Just have to play, and uh, and it's not right. so much the gear and the stuff in it. It's playing with you guys, you know. Yeah. Playing Iron Banner with you, playing the raid with you guys. That's that's why I play it. I don't really. I mean, yeah, there are certain guns I really want, but I play Destiny because I get to play with you and all the members of HSG community. Oh yeah. yeah. But um, the it's way better together. Yeah, exactly. But the way this um expansion is coming out, it seems more of like an expansion light, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing all of that in the way that you actually shared it because, and then at the same time, I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because right now I feel real gross. Okay, but um, just, just so to, that's fine though. Just to finish yeah. up, there are a couple new exotics coming out. Um, mm-hmm. One of them, uh, well, actually, let me, let me start with this. The first seasonal activity from uh, Shadowkeep is called the Vex Offensive, and that's mm-hmm. going to include four legendary weapon drops and additional bounties for that. A new weapon quest for an exotic bow called Leviathan's Breath, which is actually a heavy bow, a power weapon bow. Mm. Whoa. So you can now run three bows in your build. Because I, I recently started running a three grenade launchers, because mm-hmm. uh, Social Geek Scene, he taught me how to properly use Fighting Lion, and now that's like my mm-hmm. favorite gun in the game. So Really? Yeah. So we, we did the... Yeah, it's funny. So that's what I heard. You used... Um fighting lion to grind to get wendigo yeah. and now you like fighting lion more than wendigo yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah fighting i mean i i like I, I like wendigo but my absolute favorite grenade launcher is outrageous fortune because i have rampage spike grenades and boss spec on it so it melts everything uh-huh. you know yeah. so i like All that right. better I run now yeah. with three grenade launchers just because I can. Because I can. Yep. All, All right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, still, without the basis of comparison to Borderlands, I think this would be something that we would be talking about spending our time on. So, yeah. in in a vacuum, Shadowkeep sounds good. Right. Um. So, I'm going to give I just, you a quick I just, rundown I just want everyone to be Go aware ahead. of what they're paying for, you know, and yeah, what they're yeah, getting. Yeah. So. so, Borderlands, on the other hand, is a full game. And I know, Prophet, you took us through some of the financials on this, so we'll get into this real quick first. It releases September 13th. There are a bunch of different editions you can get. Um, The standard edition is the normal game price in America right now, and that is $60. Mm -hmm. The deluxe edition is normal plus items, I guess you would say. Yeah. And that includes a couple couple boosters um, of the XP, I think, variety. The Super Deluxe Edition 
includes uh, the base game, items plus a season pass for what they've also described as four DLCs to come. And then, of course, we talked about uh, earlier the sold-out diamond loot chest for $250. You can probably find that one on eBay. Yeah. 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 And there is some criticism of the diamond loot crate edition because it not only contains the boosters and all that other stuff, but it also, mm-hmm. there are loot crates in-game that will contain guns. So it people are criticizing the Diamond Edition as being very pay-to-win because it gives the people who purchase that a big advantage over the others. Okay, so I'm actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to side with Randy Pitchford on this. Oh, I feel so gross right now. <laughs> so when you're playing co-op, what does pay-to-win even mean? I guess, I guess beating the game sooner or being more powerful. Yeah. Winning the race to the end. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that even in a co-op scenario, there's a race to awesome. Yeah. Which is a competitive type thing. So I'm I'm understanding of that. I guess I was just kind of thinking like, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people get bent up over it. And I don't think you are, T-Rex, but I've no. seen a lot of folks that do get really wrapped around the axle about it. Um. I really I think quickly. it's it's the ones who yeah. can't afford paying two hundred and fifty dollars for a video game who probably get salty, you know. Uh, right. I I think it's a lot of misdirected anger at the epic deal that Gearbox yeah. has made. Oh. Or actually, Take Two <laughs> has made Gearbox. It's just the developer, the publisher is yeah. Take Two. Yeah. So here's what's going on. Now we were going to talk about some game features and then head on down to talking a little bit about what uh, I was referring to in my notes as the Twitter mess. Um, but we may as well just talk about it now. So a couple things real quick. There was a very horrible Twitter exchange that went down from we'll just call him Randy regarding microtransactions. He said there are going to be no microtransactions in this game. We're very excited. The only transactions that are going to be in this game are going to be small purchases that you can make for cosmetic items. Um, that literally which, is a microtransaction. That is yeah, a microtransaction. So he's speaking out and of both somebody, corners with a mouth there. Yeah, well, and here's what happened. Somebody called him on his, his terminology and basically said, you know what, you're a CEO here. Um, you can't possibly not know what a microtransaction is. Mm-hmm. Um and he just tried to change the definition of the word microtransaction to suit that a little bit better. So that's that turned into a bit of a Twitter gaming scandal for a day or so. And I um, believe it was also his attitude because didn't yeah. he refer to some of the people criticizing him in a term uh, similar to some gluteal headwear of some sort? Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. heard about that. Um, and then so name calling. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then buy my the, product, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, jerk. <laughs> so the other thing that T Rex is making a mention to is on PC, the launch of Borderlands Three is a timed exclusive for six months on the Epic Store only. So for six months, it will not be on Steam. This led to another Twitter mess, um, to which again Randy's response was. I buy from different places all the time and other services all the time. You should be okay with doing that as well. And the problem is it's like, that's really, what if I want to, yeah, that's really, huh? con- that's really condescending. Well, yeah. it, it, and it's, it's basically saying here's, yeah, here's how you can be a consumer 
and this is what you should be okay with. And the fact is, is like in capitalism, which is what we do here in America, mm-hmm. we make decisions and we vote for things with our wallets. So we say, I'm going to spend money here because this is the store that I like, and this is the store I want to continue doing business with. Yep. So they're going to get my money, and the other one's going to go out of business unless they get better. And that's capitalism. That's competitive markets. So when you force an Epic Store transaction, you're basically saying you're not going to be able to vote with your wallet for Steam mm-hmm. um, if you want to play our game. And so for six months, if you want to play Borderlands, you have to give money to Epic. On PC. On PC. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of players, though. You know, I mean, this is, it's mm-hmm. a big number. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and just, the, in, the, you know. in the end, they're going to. But, you know, it, yeah. I don't think it's fair to force people to buy something from, you know, a vendor that they may have no history with or may not even have an account, you know. So, yeah. But yeah. that is the that is the reality of the world we live in these days when it comes to gaming. Now, yeah. there, there could be some positive, and I guess we can work backward from this back into the features of the game. So there is no confirmed crossplay on this title. Um, now in Destiny, I know we have got some confirmation recently of cross save, which is already in action, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a thing. Now Borderlands will not match that capability at this time, but Randy has made a statement that the game is actually already built to support cross-play itself and will be turned on and made available should the platforms allow it very early in the game's life cycle. Yeah. So he's saying it can happen. We already engineered for it uh, and we can patch up to it anytime and we'd like to do it soon. Now, so my thought is if you think about console titles that currently have successful crossplay access what do they all have in common players um epic uh yeah so um the fact that they are in cahoots i guess with the epic store in a way is kind of attractive to me because i would love to see borderlands 3 be a crossplay title yeah um mm-hmm. i just don't like the forced kind of anti-consumerism there it's funny because we have a mailbag question about this this is going to be very interesting as we get forward mm-hmm. yeah. but so right now no confirmed crossplay. let's go backwards up the notes then since we went straight to the scandal you know we couldn't talk about borderlands uh, talking about randy pitcher at some point how weird um he happens to be and so we have two new gun manufacturers in the game um kind of we have one new one brand new and then we have one returning uh, that just we had a cameo with uh, in a previous title. So Children of the Vault, brand new. Um, Atlas is back and is bigger. Um, we have disposable guns, uh, which uh, sometimes have legs. So that's a thing. Um, <laughs> the over a billion guns comment is reference to a procedural gun building system. So the fact is that there's a loot table of random rolls of attributes that could produce over a billion guns. Nobody actually designed one billion guns. But there were parameters, and it is procedural. So, yeah, you're going to have a lot of options. Now, based on some of the um, intrinsic features that are going to be built into some of these gun archetypes, uh, you will have some adjustable firing modes. Uh, that could be a change between burst fire or fire speed, rate of fire, or um, all oh, kinds of things. Yeah, and I understand it's going to be D-pad controlled, so you're going to have an option to adjust your gun, uh, which is neat. Loot changes from the previous Borderlands that I really, really like. Um, 
loot used to be shared. So it was run around, spam the button as fast as you can if you're playing with people you don't know. And if not, talk to your friends and you're going to have to decide who's going to give up on getting that thing. Right. Whatever that thing is. Now the loot is instanced. So that just means that your loot is your loot. You're going to see your stuff. You're not going to see somebody else's stuff. Now I don't know if that means that trading is gone. I would imagine probably not. You'd probably still be able to do that. Yeah. Division does that, though. Yeah. It, it has instance loot plus trading. So yeah. it's doable. I can't imagine that won't be present here. Interestingly, there is split screen couch co op on consoles. That is back. That um, sounds familiar. What is that? What? <laughs> what is this split screen you speak of? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of this split screen before. Like, remember um, back in the day when you played Goldeneye? Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, that, I said about exciting. that in my U.S. history course. Um, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, there is split screen couch co op. So if you want to have some shenanigans with a buddy over the weekend or whatever, obviously no, uh, no long term uh, benefit there uh, because. They're going to leave your house eventually, right. at least we hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that split screen option is not going to be available on PC. I've never te- seen two people yeah. sitting on a couch playing split screen on a computer. That'd anyway, be kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But it is. It, it's it's a possible implementation later. They haven't ruled it out. Right. There are bonus modes in the game. Previously, Circle of Slaughter already existed. This is a horde mode. Um, and now they're adding another mode that's more specific challenge, like objective challenges, uh, called Proving Grounds. Um, and these can only be locked, uh, unlocked by finding certain secrets around the galaxy to actually get into each of those chapters. At launch, there's going to be six Proving Grounds. So that seems like another little challenge mode. Um, there's a lot of replayability they're building in. Mm-hmm. One of those things is the the bad A rank mm-hmm. that they used to call um it has now been replaced with guardian rank uh and gives an account wide not a per character type prestige system um there are some exclusive unlocks that are related only to the prestige system where i believe previously the bad a rank was just giving you standard rewards uh, right. like currency things like that yeah so guardian rank is now going to give you some flair it's going to give you some legendary weapons that you can't get um, any other way. So that's part of the system. So it's kind of a reward for prestiging your relationship with Borderlands in general. And it is account-wide, which is nice. So if you change cl- uh, character classes, you want to try something different, you're still going to be making forward progress there. Speaking of classes, there are a lot of them. Uh, some favorites returning. Please be Claptrap. Um, Please be Claptrap. <laughs> <laughs> there are, speaking of mechs, there's a one character has a giant massive mech that other characters can uh, ride on uh, and create extra uh, mayhem with. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, just the interactivity there. Um, my favorite seems to be shape enough to be Zane, who's kind of a renaissance man a little bit. Um, Zero does return. From what I've seen. Yay! Pretty happy about that. Always a favorite. Speaks in yeah. haiku. <laughs> I'd be disappointed if he didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, I sure hope he continues to. Um, I decided to do the pre-order experience. Um, that's how French people say it. Um, and I'm pretty sure did, it's not. 
<laughs> did the uh, VIP setup. So I went in, I connected my shift account to my Twitter account, connected it to blah, 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 blah. Now, the cool thing about connecting your shift account to your Twitch account is you actually have interactive streaming. So if you're watching any Borderlands 3 coming off of your boy on the Higher Score Gaming Twitch channel, you can actually interact with that stream um, and make things happen in-game with me. And when I find loot boxes, you're going to get loot too. So Ooh. that is really, really neat. Cool. Um, but the, uh, the VIP setup is basically, they, they tell you when they, uh, when they pitch it to you, that basically they just want you to do stuff you were going to do already anyway. And that's watch all the videos, read all the articles, connect all your social media. You aren't going to do this stuff. But when you see points, you see plus 250 points, link my Twitch account. Um, so I don't know how much spam I'm about to get, but I do feel like most of the content itself was actually really good. That's that's it. So um, we'll see. I already got a, a gun roll um, the other day, unfortunately, it was really strange that I rolled a gun for Borderlands, the pre-sequel. So my exclusive wheel of uh, guns did not give me a Borderlands 3 gun, which is kind of weird. Hmm. Strange feelings on that. Giving you a gun before the <clears throat> game releases creates the potential to fill up your inventory before you've even loaded the game. I guess so. And it you was have a one no time thing though. It was it. Only, yeah, it was only one gun though. It was just strange. I don't know. I don't know. It's just just odd to me. It was like, hey, you could get a gun for Borderlands One when you press this button. <laughs> so thanks for nothing that felt like something. That is what we know about Borderlands Three at this point. T Rex, have I missed anything? I think you've got it. Okay. So okay, now, oh, oh, wait, planets. You're not just on Pandora. <gasps> So you're on Pandora, you're on Eden 6, Promethea, and another planet called Athenus. The sanctuary itself is your ship. So you're going to be intergalactic on the sanctuary the way it was originally intended. QBC uh, boys. Space traveling. Intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so final verdict, uh, which one are you guys going to get? Okay. I, I'll, you go. You go. I have already pre-ordered the deluxe edition of shadow keep but i'm still gonna get borderlands because i'm an adult and i have the disposable income <laughs> yeah. disposable income not something everyone enjoys so if you had to only choose one could you <sighs> i would probably wait for a price drop on borderlands but that's mainly mm -hmm. because I've already ponied up the money for Shadowkeep. Yeah. Yeah. So Shadowkeep now, Borderlands later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about you profit? Mainly because of the uh, timed content for the, you know, for the seasons, because they're going to be about six weeks, maybe 10 weeks at most. I would have to work on Shadowkeep. Like I said, once the content from those seasons are gone, it's gone, you know? Yeah. So, so question for you, is this a game making you play it? Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like my brownies. Yeah. <laughs> brownies. They made me eat them. Yeah, I know. I, I can't help what it. it is. I can't help it. I just got a new game called Control. It's a single-player game. It's pretty awesome. But mm -hmm. And I played it, and it's, you know, it's very engaging, fun. But then I see all the HSG members in the party playing Destiny. I'm like, 
okay, gonna go play some Iron Banner. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> it just yeah, just when I thought I was out, it pulls me yeah, back so in. About that about that point in the verses, though, like if we're comparing Borderlands to Destiny. Destiny has clan support, clan yeah. integration, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So, yep. uh, social spaces. I don't know how that's going to work just yet. Yeah. Maybe we're going to learn a little bit more about the co-op experience. They've been very bold in saying you're going to love co-op. But does that mean social spaces? Does yeah. that mean there might even be like a guild function? Who knows? I mean, most shooter games that are like, you know, multiplayer at this point have a clan in it. You know, even some terrible games, which shall not be named. So, um, I think I think it's doable. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because it okay. is, I mean, Borderlands is way more fun when you're playing with people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very true. Although it is a game that I think I think okay. So Borderlands versus Destiny for me, if I had to be alone and single play one of those games, Destiny versus Borderlands, I'd definitely be picking up Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to single play or something, mm-hmm. very it, much so. It has that sense of humor that even if you're playing by yourself, it keeps you engaged right yeah so that kind of leads to my answer as well is that okay so i'm cheating a little bit because i do game share with my brother-in-law and we decided to split it so i'm getting borderlands he's getting shadow keep um but if i had to only choose one to do a lot and now i would do borderlands yeah Mm -hmm. and i find myself often you know i enjoy being in the party with the rest of our community, but not necessarily having to play the same game that they're playing to be able to still kick it with them. Right. Yeah. So, um, I've been, I've been seeing a lot more of our parties look like that too, where like two people are playing rocket league, mm-hmm. one person's on Fortnite, three people are in destiny, Yep. you know, and of course, obviously now with the Warframe and everything. So that's been kind of cool. So I'm, I'm going to be a definite on the borderlands. And then occasionally, I believe I'm going to pop into Destiny just to try to enjoy it. But I don't even think I'm going to enjoy all the all the seasons and the the time lock content like that. Yep. I just there's something about me that's like the donkey. You know what I mean? It's like the the harder you pull on the rope, the harder I pull back. Right. Even though you may be pulling me to paradise, you're still pulling on my rope. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want you to make me go. Yeah. I want to want to go. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Spiteful. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> I think it's just independent. I'm not sure that's spiteful. <laughs> Dang. You're not, you're not pulling me where it's good for me. <laughs> you're not going to make me have fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm getting both. Anyway, T-Rex, uh, you've already said you're you're doing both, and uh, Prophet, you're doing both. So yeah. I'm doing both, but if I had to make a choice about getting into it, an expansion versus a new IP. I'm really ready for a new IP that's going to be good. Right. And, yeah. you know, Borderlands comes with the stars and the bars. I mean, they've done it. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to do it again. Yep. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's Claptrap. Yep. As long as there's, long <laughs> as there's Claptrap. So, we hope that helps you. Um, those are some opinions just going around. We are going to go ahead and dive on into our mailbag. We have some great questions. Special thank yous, though, to Heavenly Vox and Donut Monkey from our Discord community who gave us so many good questions that we actually had to pick our favorite question of yours. And we kind of had to do that in terms of relatability to the content of this particular episode. I think you'll see why we chose the questions of yours that you submitted. And thank you. And hopefully we can get to those other questions on our next episode. So, Prophet, why don't you take us right in? Okay, so Stormguard asks, Epic Game Store versus Steam. 
How do you guys view this conflict? Do you think outrage because of developers announcing EGS exclusivity deals for their games is justified? Do you think that developers taking those deals are anti-consumer? What are your general thoughts? Okay, so we agreed earlier that I was going to take this question. And when he said EGS, he means Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. So do you think outrage because of developers announcing Epic Game Store exclusivity deals for their games is justified? Now, I just riffed on this with Borderlands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I, I don't think outrage is justified. What I think is justified is what I was talking about before, which was vote for something with your money. Um, so I would say capitalism is justified. I personally don't think outrage is ever justified, and that's why we're 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 a Christian community here and a Christian show, right? And so outrage is a very strong word. Um, now I understand what he's getting at. It's just our, you know, do you think people getting frustrated because of this? I do think frustration is absolutely justified. I don't like it when someone forces you to spend your money at a certain place, but at the same time. We as a society have seen exclusive deals throughout the history of our nation. I mean, back in the day, if you wanted to go get a craftsman tool, you had to go to Sears because Sears is the only place you could get it. Yeah. Um, That's just capitalism. So what I'm saying is fight fire with fire. Outrage, no, but embrace capitalism the same way the developer does. If you really think it's so bad and so outrageous that um, it should have just not happened, then do the hard thing. Don't buy the game. Yeah. Because if if you, and, in no way is it anti-consumer, in my view. Right. And the other it's thing is, pro-commerce. what Go do on. you think of the manifestation of the frustration of review bombing other platforms with bad reviews for games by those same developers oh yeah that i think that is a really pitiful example of the state of our gaming culture at this time Mm -hmm. and it's another reminder why we're here um, because i don't think review bombing does anybody any good and it harms it harms developers for the actions of publishers actually yeah it actually really does, and you know what it does is it puts your best friend who has a really cool job at EA out of a job because their publisher wanted them to do something. Yeah. Um, and that person is now unemployed, and they don't work for that publisher. So, good job, you great big baby. Um, that's my view on that. I, mean, I know that's a strong view, but it's it's, to me, if you're going to appreciate all the benefits that a capitalism financial model has to offer you have to work within the constraints of that model to make it work you know you can get all angry and then still buy the game (laughs) you didn't say anything you didn't send a message and that's exactly why uh, i know prophet i was talking about maybe we could take these questions in a different order but can i slide something in here real quick sure donut monkey asked a question he said why do you think game developers don't listen to their customers It seems like no matter how much gamers request certain things from games, developers decide to go their own way, many times resulting in people either not buying the game at all or reselling it soon after purchase. And this is where I disagree, is the one statement he made, people either not buying the game at all. Mm -hmm. Because the fact is, StormGuard and Donut Monkey's question are two sides of the same coin. If 
people get all outraged and then they just buy the game. Yeah. You know, so you're not in control of your own culture. You're in the boat yelling about the direction the boat is going, but you're not grabbing grabbing the wheel. Yep. Yep. And so that's that's where I'm at in terms of like the Epic Game Store versus Steam. Um I will say this. Uh to Stormguard's question just to kind of tie a bow on that and we'll call this a two for one here. Steam has much better features like the wish lists, um, the uh, the connectivity, the um, the chat features are more robust. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really cool stuff on Steam. Um, I think the sort features are way better on Steam. If you want to find like a game about selling blue sheep to purple aliens on the backside of Mars, you can go through filters and make that happen. Steam is so specific, and you want to play that game on Mac. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like you can you can find that. So I, I was just going to say, I think specifically people shouldn't be outraged. They should speak with their wallets. If you're really so outraged, don't buy the game. If you do buy the game, then you're part of the problem in Donut Monkey's question, which is why game developers don't listen to their customers. Yeah. The answer is they know that they're going to buy the game anyway. Exactly. So they're going to they're gonna do what's most efficient, what's most related to saving or creating a larger profit margin. And if people buy the game and then resell it soon after purchase, that doesn't hurt that publisher one bit. Nope. They've already got the money. Yep. And it creates an aftermarket trading market for your third party folks, like your game stops. Yep. So you're literally creating a trade economy for GameStop. And quite frankly, this is a bit of a conspiracy theory for me, but I have a feeling that, those types of businesses, we won't just say GameStop because I could never know. I've never worked there. But I think institutions like that have the opportunity to sell really bad games to people knowing that that game is going to be right back in their store in a little bit. And like a used car, they're going to make a heck of a lot more money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just saying, it's a bit of a it's a bit of the state of our gaming economy, both of these questions. So mm-hmm. Mad King out. Okay. Heaven Walker asks, what's an unpopular opinion you have about video games? For example, Fallout 4 is my favorite Fallout, or Witcher 3 was kind of lame. How dare you, Heaven Walker? Anyway, (laughs) T-Rex, you were jumping at the bit to answer this. Okay, this is... It's the kind of opinion... That can get people very angry, but my opinion is... Wait, 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 wait. let me get my popcorn. Hold on. (laughs) My opinion is the Kingdom Hearts series are not good games. The Uh only reason why they are so popular is because people were nostalgic for the Disney characters. (laughs) And now our show gets review bombed. (laughs) And now our show gets review bombed. One star, two star... We just asked for reviews earlier. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, this was a bad question to have me answer then. <laughs> okay, so, wh- yeah. so wh- why, are they, why are they so bad? I didn't like the story very much, for one. I sympathize with the Heartless too much, I guess. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no differentiation between the characters other than, oh, that one's Goofy, that one's Donald, that one's Mickey. I don't know. It just doesn't play well to me. And, and Donald never heals. Aww. Right. It's probably because he doesn't have any his uh, his uh, all of his uh, healing magic buff was in his pants. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. Bring his pants with and him. He, mm. Cartoon ducks never wear pants. <laughs> all right. All right. 
Grateful asks, what was one game that drove you mad, like spending crazy hours or stressed you out, that you'll never pick up again? Well, this is a sad story. So, this is a game I actually love to death. I adore this game. It's called Forza Horizon 3. Mm -hmm. So, it's basically similar to a racing RPG set in Australia. And I played hundreds of hours on this game. I collected about 400 cards had about 15 million uh, credits, had all these tunes and vinyls. I'd had the expansions. I had the Blizzard Mountain expansion that I completed. I had the Hot Wheels expansion. That was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So one day, my Xbox would not connect to the internet, so I felt like playing the game. Uh. So I played Forza Horizon 3 offline. And because of technology these days and how games are saved in the cloud and not on your console after playing it offline that save erased everything that i had accumulated when i played it online Uh, the next time so i lost everything i couldn't get any of it back it was all gone all those cars those beautiful beautiful cars i had and all that money gone even the expansions so that meant i had to start the game over from scratch and i was like nope not doing it so I love mm-hmm. that game. I absolutely loved it, but I'm never playing it again. Venture, just a bonus point in here that this was an Xbox experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you may not experience it on PlayStation. You may not experience it. Actually, you won't experience it on PC. Yeah. Uh, in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a known issue. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I know the way you answered this specifically was around something that you spent a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. It, stressed, it stressed you out. I think the message was more around like, what was something that you had to do that was so hard? Which is interesting because Heavenly Vox asked a question in the mailbag also. Here's your second chance, mm-hmm. right? Sure, sure. What is the most challenging puzzle slash stage or level on a video game that you've played? Okay, so I rarely rage quit. Okay, it. I <laughs> don't think it happens that often. It happened a few weeks ago. When we were doing the Crown of Sorrows raid in Destiny 2. That raid is the devil, okay? It is an (laughs) abomination, and I hate it, and I'm never going to do it again once we beat it. We still haven't beaten it yet, our clan. It's awful. It's just the last last part of the raid where you beat, where you face the final boss is such utter chaos with chickens with their, running around with their heads cut off. It's, I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to do it, I know. We're going to do it, but... I can't figure out a way how, because we tried every strat yeah. we found online on YouTube. Couldn't do it. So do you think the idea and the execution guy at Bungie will be like, we'll call him like Steve and Frank. Mm-hmm. Steve's the idea guy. Do you think Steve was like, hey, Frank, $5, I bet I can make him run around and look like this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you were, if you were in that fire team that night, you would have seen, you know, it's just utter chaos and um, and it was so bad that you weren't able to like laugh it off like your previous experiences no no because i <laughs> I, I, I laughed those off because eventually we, we 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 would get it done and i could see a path forward that we could get it done it was just a matter of yeah you know balancing out some maybe weapons or some strats or whatever this is just lord why why are you why are you have you forsaken me you know <laughs> like yeah <laughs> what well, are we doing <laughs> I think that's interesting what you're saying, though, because there's a dynamic there, right? It's it's that 
you said that on the other raids, you could see a path forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like psychologically, that's kind of a big deal, right? So it's it's their ability to k- take that golden carrot and keep it close enough to your face that you think you can take a bite, yeah. but keep it far enough away that you can't. And yeah. it's like with this one, you're like, that carrot is at the bottom of a lake somewhere. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they call it the crown of sorrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heavy is the head that wears the crown, Prophet. Yes, Looks indeed. like it's on you. Yes, indeed. And and everyone who's <laughs> tried, everyone from our clan who's tried that raid. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be the uh, stage level that drove me crazy. Uh, Wally asks, okay, which game to you had the cheesiest lines or the worst voice acting? On the flip side, who is your favorite voice actor, no matter what they're in? Okay. The game that had the cheesiest voice acting that I've ever played is probably the original Resident Evil on the PlayStation. But there is a theory out there that because this is a zombie game and it's kind of has a B-horror feel to it, that the voice acting Mm -hmm. is intentionally bad. So, Oh, it's that bad. So excluding that... I think the worst voice acting is in Star Ocean, The Last Hope. Mm -hmm. And professional voice actors are not supposed to deliver such lines with such terribleness. (laughs) (laughs) the, The characters are rendered annoying by some of the things that they say in cutscenes or even in battle or skill call-outs when they name their move they're about to do. Sometimes it's just annoying. And there's one character in particular that gives everyone a nickname. Mm. And they're so childish and annoying. And the character is supposed to be late teens, but acts Mm -hmm. so childish that everyone thinks she actually is a child. And it's just... I hated the character. The voice acting just grated on me and i it it had did knowing that that character is in the game has discouraged me from playing it again after finishing wow and and i normally do that with jrpgs i'll play it again but yeah to answer the second part before you answer the second part i have to know what is your opinion of titus's on purpose laugh in final fantasy 10 uh See, I find that voice actor annoying also, so mm-hmm. I actually, my first time through, did not realize he was doing that on purpose for story reasons. Oh, it was so bad already that you were like, this is just another bad yeah, thing. Yeah, this, this guy's just a terrible actor. <laughs> he's, he's not good. Right. Okay. Um, All right. But on Fair later enough. playthroughs, I realized that he was play acting and intentionally... <laughs> Uh, you yeah. sound like you'd do yeah. it better. I <laughs> right. probably could in that scene. Okay. Yeah, his fake his fake of a fake wasn't even good. <laughs> so, all right. Sorry the, to take you off. So, the, who's the your flips, favorite voice actor? The, my favorite voice actor, I'll, I'll give two because I feel like I have to give credit to my favorite female voice actor and my favorite male voice actor. My mm. favorite female voice actor is Laura Bailey. And she's probably a familiar name to anime fans out there. Um, but as far as gaming roles, she is the voice of Serana in Skyrim's uh, Dragon, oh, the vampire. Or, 
Sky, yes, Skyrim's oh. uh, Dawn Guard expansion. Um, okay, and she's in several other games. I believe she plays uh, one of Spartan Locke's squad mates in Halo Five. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's she's also well known in the anime community. She plays the voice of Lust in Full Metal Alchemist, mm-hmm. both versions. Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And she's also known for her role in a in the Critical Role podcast, which you, a bunch hmm. of famous voice actors voice their characters as they play Dungeons and Dragons together. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's really interesting. Um, a lot of famous people in that one, too. And as far as my favorite male voice actors... Uh, you can't go wrong with Steve Bloom. And hmm. Steve Bloom is in so many things, it's hard to find a game that he's not in. He's Erdnot Grunt in Mass Effect 3. He's Ogrim in Dragon Age 2. He is, to the anime fans, will know him forever as Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. he also used to be a radio DJ, from what I understand. Wow. <laughs> really? oh, okay. Now... I have a lot of respect for this answer because you like went straight industry and real deep on it. I can I just I want an honorable mention. Okay, throw I it will, out there. I will allow it. I will allow it. We have a favorable ruling from the judge. All right, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. yeah, Gunnery Sergeant Buck in Halo. Mm-hmm. Now Spartan Buck. Cade mm-hmm. Six in and our beloved Cade Six, our beloved Cade yes. Six, and and of course the world's live action Nathan Drake. Should it ever really happen? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag it true. should. Yeah. He's straight up, isn't he? Yes. I mean, like if you just look at Serenity. It, oh yeah. It, it's it's basically Nathan Drake, except for in space. Yeah. And speaking so. Mandarin. Mm. Right. Oh, can I can I so. add an honorable mention? Yeah. yeah. Mark Hamill as the voice of the Joker. Oh, he's good. We yeah. talked about this once, didn't we? We talked about how there must be like a trademark on the pitch of the yeah. laugh. Yeah. And the number of cackles. Yep. Yes. Like, oh, man. He's, 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 he's great. Yeah. <laughs> I would so, love to watch Critical Role. I'm very excited about that now, knowing what it is. It's like, yeah, I can just see it. It is a, it's pretty long running. Um, yeah. You've got a, you've got a lot to catch up on. I could imagine just like playing like a tree ancient tank or something and be like, mm, not 20 strength, <laughs> you know, just something dumb. Yeah. But like, I, it's gotta be good. It's gotta be good. I couldn't it, imagine it wouldn't be great. So many professional voice actors that are all friends playing together, yeah. bringing other celebrity friends in to, to, to play too. And it's, it's, Fantastic stuff, especially if you're into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I have to imagine most people who are gamers and are able to recognize the voices of these professional voice actors, they probably are. I've yeah. added it to my podcast list. All so right. We've, we've learned a lot this episode. We've learned about the strengths of um, Destiny. We've learned about the strengths of uh, Borderlands. The games with gold, and we've also learned that I do a really bad impression of an ancient tree character in a fantasy movie. <laughs> so that's when that's going to come in handy. No one knows. But you but, do, uh, but you do the best impersonation of Sean Connery impersonating Liam Neeson. <laughs> that you do. That you do. 
I have my best Liam Neeson, Sean Connery impression. Yep. That's really great. Thank you so much. So anything else from our mailbag? I think we actually tidied it up here. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Thank you for all the questions. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Stormguard, Heavenwalker, Donut Monkey, Grateful, Heavenly Vox, Worthy Wally. Um, great crew asking great questions. So um, if you have a question uh, that you would like us to take up, there's two ways to do it. One, this is what we'd prefer. Uh, we'd love to get to know you as well and game with you, is uh, join our Discord. That is at higherscoregaming.com. There's a link, as we we talked about earlier at the beginning of the show. It just says, literally, click here to join our Discord. And if you do that, um, all sorts of wonderful things will happen. The heavens will open up. A rainbow will shine into your bedroom window. A, a unicorn will bring you a scroll in its mouth. And when you open that, it just says, welcome to the Discord. And you're in. You just click your heels three times, and you're in the server. And you'll be That's able to talk it. about the most random things with a collection of fantastic people right and if you tell anybody you got to the server that way nobody's going to believe you just trust me it works like that yeah okay um so anyway click it'll invite you to the server if you don't have the app on your phone it'll help you even make that happen so that's one way to get a mailbag question in the other option is just go to the contact us section of our website at higherscoregaming.com you can ask us a question there um, and we'll be happy to still take it on the show anyway. So mm-hmm. can't wait to hear from you and um, give you some great answers to your zany questions or stuff that's really important. I did notice we didn't have any faith-based questions this episode. Every now and again, it's kind of okay, but we would love to stay on the intersection between faith and gaming as much as possible. So if you have any of those kinds of questions, please feel free to chuck them at us. Uh, we love cracking our Bible uh, in the name of really good fellowship and getting you a good answer. so Unless you're a Scientologist. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. We love you too. And now we're going to get review bombed again, <laughs> but this time by Tom Cruise. Oh, he's yeah, gonna Tom Cruise is going to stick the legions on us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyways, I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode. We've already talked about how you can connect with us. Uh, again, if you don't mind, if you haven't placed a review on the show, we'd love to get a little bit of feedback from you and it helps us increase our reach to reach the folks that you know we're trying to get a hold of. And um, we're going to try to change this industry one gamer at a time uh, in the direction of Jesus. We think that'd be the best way. Uh, so having said that, I have been Mad King Bob. I've been Trucidus Rex. And I've been Prophet of Rage. All right. Find a troll and pray for him. Thanks for sticking it out with us this episode. We've really enjoyed making it for you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. So we were talking about Tekken Tag Tournament. Yep. Okay. Maybe, Tekken Tag um, Tournament 2. Yeah, let me tie a bow so, on that one real quick. Entirely um, too many T's. <laughs> Tekken Tag Tournament, Tekken Tag Tournament, Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah, you can say it three Tekken times. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. That's Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Nope, you can't. Can't do it. It is difficult. Try it. You can't do it. It's Tekken a Tag thing. Tournament 2. Tekken Tag Tournament on, 2. Kids. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, There's so, our blooper yeah. for the end.